taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hello, PPC friends. It's another episode of PPC Rockstars, and our Rockstar today is another uh, new, new newbie on the show, um, someone I've wanted to have on for quite a while, and he finally agreed. And his name is, you've heard his name, you've read his, his great articles. His name is Mark Irvin, who is a senior data specialist at WordStream. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for having me. You make it sound like I've been avoiding you for, I know, for years. I know, I know. I didn't mean to imply that. You, you have been <laughs> avoiding me. It's, it's been my bad that you haven't gotten on sooner. No, but I'm thrilled to be here. So thanks for having me. Well, thank you for uh, participating. So um, we're taping this show at the beginning of 2018, and uh, we've had a wild 2017. And um, you are uh, in in your role as senior data scientist at WordStream, um, plugged in and immersed in uh, many hundreds of uh, PPC accounts. Uh, plus, you 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 think about this stuff a lot. You do a lot of research. You are privy to some of the stuff that's happening with Bing ads and Google. So I'm mm-hmm. interested. Uh, what what are the what are the types of things that you see happening in 2018 and maybe beyond? Yeah, this is this is the stuff that really, as sad as it sounds, keeps me up at night. Um, but like, obviously, we're starting the new year. Um, we don't start a new year without planning for a new year. And we're WordStream. We're one of the largest uh, Google partners, Bing partners. We've got a total of eighteen thousand individual AdWords accounts connected to wow. our software. Yeah, so so it's weird to say, but small changes or trends in this kind of stuff, you know, they might not even impact an SMB or an individual account all that much. But when you aggregate that times 18,000, trends really do make or break our products. So that's uh-huh. really what I do on the, the day-to-day basis and planning for 2018. Gotcha. Um, I think that if I were to choose one overarching theme, for what I'm seeing evolving in 2016, 2017, and expecting to continue in 2018, um, is that like we, when I started in search years ago, this was all about a semantic search connection. You would choose uh-huh. keywords, you'd be expecting people to be searching for those keywords. And it was all about how you performed keyword research, managed your ads in connection with those keywords, and a conversation about search was a conversation about keywords. Uh-huh. But what we're seeing now is it's not, search isn't about keywords. Keywords is just a proxy. Search terms are just a proxy even to that search experience. At the end of the day, this is about people trying to do something using the technology around them. Right. And so you're looking at the major players. Facebook grew. Facebook offers no keyword targeting. It just offers audience targeting, people targeting. Mm-hmm. Everything that you're seeing grow out of Google and in Bing, it's all audience targeting. I think that uh, a while back, Bing released a roadmap document of what they were working on for the next quarter or so, and 
a solid 60% of those individual line items were all audience solutions. Oh, right. So this is, it's all about, I see the growth in the, the audience solution section so that people can compete with the rise of, of Facebook, but also in the how do people interact with these search ads. Uh-huh. This isn't uh, 2014, 2013 when we just have that, that text ad. The text ad has changed, but the ways in which people engage with that text ad are also changing. So you're seeing a lot of advent in um, quick-to-call ads, quick-to-message ads. Um, a chat box extension is being previewed on the Bing side. You know that uh-huh. Google is likely working on something on their end with that. Um, Facebook is playing around with Messenger ads and uh-huh. Instagram Messenger and even WhatsApp is beginning to look to monetize sometime in 2018. So it's, it's no longer in that entire bit about what you're seeing from the engines or from Facebook. It's not this conversation about keywords. It's not this conversation about semantic search at all. There's this big growth in who's trying to do what and how they do it. Right. Hey, let me, let me ask you to, to, um, to double-click on one thing you just said. Um, I'm, I'm really fascinated by the potential of chatbots being incorporated into the search and search advertising experience. So what, what would that look like? What, what uh, Go through the sequence of steps that the user would, would see and, and experience. Sure. So I think that this is something that Bing filed patent for about three months ago. So again, it's not yet available to advertisers, but it's something that you trust that Microsoft is looking to develop. And so uh, how that would work is very similar to you have your text ad today, you do a search like you typically do, but then you have a click to call button via call extension, you have a click to message button via message extension. Up next would be a chat box extension. Where rather than necessarily having to call or text to book an appointment, find out if they're open, something like that, a very simple AI could manage a, effectively a list of frequently asked questions um, and carry out that conversation on behalf of a business owner. And so I imagine that where that would come into play a whole lot more for advertisers is in the SMB space where it's very reasonable that if I run a, a restaurant or if I run a small business and I might not be there to answer the phone all the time or I don't want people texting my personal cell phone for these questions, well, this is a very easy way to kind of integrate that AI technology to both free up um, resources for small businesses so they can still have those conversations, but for large businesses so that this doesn't necessarily need to go to a dedicated um, call center or something like that as well. Right. I I can definitely see it being useful, let's say, for lead generation where uh, the chatbot could help qualify the respondent, uh, which is one of of the biggest problems or challenges of uh, B2B advertisers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Kind of manage that lead score on its own. Right, exactly. So, um, you know, when when there, I when I've participated in discussions sometimes over alcohol with, about uh, <laughs> the the uh, audio, the rise of the audience and the and the uh, decline of the keyword, 
the question usually comes up, um, will keywords go away someday? Well, what's your opinion about that? So I don't think that, like, I think that people freak out that they're going to wake up one day and their search accounts are just going to be devoid of keywords. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's going to be the, the case necessarily, that there's going to be an automatic off switch. But I think that, like, if you look at the kinds of things that exist today, we have dynamic search ads, which are a search ad that's a search campaign that has no keywords in it. Mm-hmm. We have shopping campaigns, which run without keywords. We have smart display campaigns, which in fact have no targeting at all associated right. with them. Right. Um, and, and these are the rising penetration numbers on all of these are still in the low double digits. These are not overturning the way that people perform search, but they're definitely becoming a, a solution for a lot of advertisers that like when we all started marketing, none of us started marketing because we have an affinity for keywords, right? And so when we started doing AdWords, it wasn't because we really want to do keyword research or keyword management. Um, I'm seeing this particularly popular amongst people who are starting off in PPC, that new accounts don't necessarily need a whole lot of keywords, and that's quite frankly a good solution for them. Mm -hmm. For people who very full-time professionals such as yourself, um, managing keywords, that's part of your day-to-day, that's part of your routine, that's genuinely you like that control, that's great. I don't think keywords are necessarily going away permanently, but we Mm -hmm. should expect a decline in their importance as well as a decline in the amount of control that people have over them. And like the perfect example for this is like at the beginning of the year, um, exact match keywords. They, they were introduced to that close variance, but also to that reorder function words, added, removed, all of that kind of change to it, right? Right. right. Hey, if we spe- were- speaking of change, I've got to break, it, break uh, into the conversation for a second because we have some important words from sponsors. So please stay with us, Mark, and listeners don't Absolutely. go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. 
With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Mark Irvin, Chief Data Scientist at WordStream, talking about the future. So when I think of um, keywords going away, I think one thing that's that uh, evolutionary step that's going to happen first, and it's happening already, and that is audiences applied to search are helping the campaign and, and by virtue of the advertiser's participation, the advertiser, um, understand better or divine better the intent of the searcher. So I'll give you an example. Um, when you have a, uh, a search campaign advertising uh, automobiles, let's say uh, used cars, and uh, you apply an in-market audience against that search campaign such that you can change the bid if someone is uh, about or, or imminently going to buy an automobile. So you might serve them, a, a, you might uh, make sure that your ad appears higher in the rankings by virtue of the bid adjustment. So what do you think about that? I think that's really important. I think that's, and in market audiences is again, one of those things that's roadmapped for 2018. So we're kind of seeing more rise in that audience solution, right? Yes, definitely. I think that even the two of us having this conversation, um, if, if you were searching for a used car versus me, this 27-year-old Boston-born guy in the city that doesn't own a car, um, we would use the same words to search for this, but the fact that you would make multiple searches and have intent and likely, you know, congrats to you, have more income um, to ultimately buy a car, know what you're buying a car, have experience buying cars, have purchased cars before versus this kid who takes the bus to work every day. Um, there, there's a lot of different intent behind our searches for yep. the same keyword. Very good point. And so as such, advertisers should look to covet someone like you over someone like me who is just as happy to continue taking the bus for another couple of years. Gotcha. Good point. So more and more, so I think we're agreed that more and more control over audiences and uh, being able to layer them against keywords and search campaigns is going to um, be a better thing for advertisers. Absolutely. Hey, how about um, voice search? What do you think of that? Do uh, you think the this is going to be the year that the engines allow advertisers to monetize uh, voice search or to take advantage of voice search? So you're already beginning to see it uh, very, very slowly. Uh, voice search. Right now, I think that Google released something on their blog on Friday that. 400 million devices are connected to Google Assistant. Right. And for perspective, there are 323 million people in the United States. Right. So they outnumber us. Um, <laughs> but so if you were to go to one of your Google uh, voice search enabled devices and you were to ask for a plumber or you were asked for a locksmith, 
in, I think, 17 markets in the United States, you would actually go through a process of asking about where you're looking for a plumber and when you're looking to schedule or what kind of job and then ultimately be able to place a call or place a message for that individual plumber or electrician. And those results are in fact paid um, via local service ads. Huh. That's I wasn't aware that, of that. It's, so it's fairly new. It's kind of been um, creeping up slowly in markets across the United States. Um, the reason I know about it is because Boston recently became one. Um, but so that's kind of Google's first approach towards monetization of voice search, where they're now beginning to think about how do people interact with their voice search devices. And most of the time, voice search happens to be a local need or a how-to or a who-to kind of thing that they're, they're doing this in their cars, they're doing this on their way out. Um, it's kind of that like moment of crisis, and that moment yeah. of crisis is actually very very powerful for a lot of um, emergency services, plumbers, sure. electricians, local services kinds of things. Yep. And I imagine that you're going to see voice search kind of really take off or the, monetiz the monetization for voice search own up much more in those local spaces before you necessarily see growth for, for larger brands. Right. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm I think that uh, there's some crossover between what we're talking about now and an announcement that was made yesterday about the incorporation of Alexa into uh, several manufacturers' Windows 10 PCs. So, I've not heard that. Yeah, but... interesting new world. So um, they're, they're anticipating or, or viewing the fact that uh, there are so many Alexa-powered devices out there that people are. Um, accustomed to communicating with devices uh, as if they were an, an Alexa um, person, mm -hmm. that uh, you know this is a great entryway into voice search and other voice services via the PC. That's funny. Alexa and uh, Cortana both powered by Bing. Exactly. And Bing, of course, looking Bing actually kind of currently outpacing Google in some of these audience solutions. Right. So you're kind of seeing it all plays together. That's right. With the, and uh, just imagine Alexa in your car, or Alexa and Cortana, kind of sitting in the two back seats. Yeah, uh, so that would be really interesting because, like, yeah. Amazon not necessarily looking to do a whole lot of service-based stuff, right? But definitely looking to dropship products, right? Whereas, like, I Google, Google, they're trying to do that Google Express or that Google whatever service where they're trying to sell products, but definitely running into a lot of restrictions in the EU, definitely running into a lot of problems locally in the US. Their first, or the first monetization that I'm privy to about them trying to monetize voice search in the US on the Google side is all service-based. Right. Um, whereas it looks like Amazon's plan is very clearly product-based. So that's a really interesting dichotomy. Yes. Hey, there's another fork here that um, I've, I've spoken with a couple of guests about uh, uh, predictions about what's coming up in the next year or so. Um, given any thought to where personalization is going, um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about uh, personalized ads themselves, even display ads, leading to personalized uh, landing page or website experiences. So you're kind of seeing more personalization come from 
like smaller places first, which mm-hmm. is interesting. That if Google were to try and serve a overly personalized ad, even through like Gmail or something that we'd be more comfortable with it, um, you still run into this this issue that everyone raises the flag when, when Google tries to do something or someone, the EU tries to sue whenever Google tries to do something and everyone has at some point in time tried to sue Microsoft for doing something. Right. Um, whereas <laughs> things, things are still kind of everything goes on, on Facebook and on Instagram and um, I imagine that the smaller networks, I think that there is, I'm trying to remember the name of it now, but there's actually like a smaller display network out there that specifically served an ad and read, hey, Mark, does WordStream need help with blank? Exactly, um, yes. But, like, it's very clear that I'm on a CRM list somewhere, and they just threw in that. It was very almost overly personalized. Um, but it's, it's, I'm not sure if legal, but people are doing it. <laughs> yep, it does bring up some interesting legal ramifications. But uh, I, I, think, uh, I think more personalization will be embraced. Uh, I'll, I'll give a couple examples. What we, we pitched a big florist uh, many years ago with the idea of serving different ads depending on what zip codes the ads were appearing to um, and serving up ads that featured people um, in, in different uh, uh, ethnic groups that uh, would likely live in that zip code. And the ads, so the people in the ad would, would mirror those people, and then the landing page would mirror the exact same um, ethnic group. So uh, I'm, I'm really surprised we don't see more of that uh, and, and taken a step further, uh, given what Google knows uh, and Microsoft knows uh, and some of the ad networks know about the person looking at the ad, uh, personalizing the ad and allowing the personalization of the landing page as well. Yeah, no, that's a really good that's a really good point. I'd be interested in seeing um, all networks kind of move in that network, but I imagine that imagine that Facebook would again be the leader there. Yeah, um, yeah. good point. Given the amount of information that they have on individuals' demographics, the pictures that they see of people, yep. um, that that machine learning stuff again, it kind of seems like Google, Microsoft for them to begin to do something like that would be a large technological right. step for them. Although my, um, Microsoft uh, Microsoft has LinkedIn, so... They do have LinkedIn, and I, I think that that's kind of where you're going with this. There's yes. definitely ways, I think that there's a lot of B2B potential for um, Microsoft to play that search and social game at the same time. Yes. Um, that you don't, a lot of us, we're trying to play that search and social game with Facebook and Google. The two don't necessarily talk directly to another one another. Microsoft is this very beautiful place that it can take the second net, the second largest search engine, the fifth largest social network, and begin to kind of synergize the two together. I think right. that would be really powerful. Hey, Mark, we need to uh, take another break for sponsors, so hold on, and listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. 
Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Learn more at brainhealth.gov. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. You know, kind of in the in the same genre of what's new in 2018, what's new for WordStream in 2018? So WordStream starting off 2018 with a lot of stuff on our plate. Um, our, our flagship product, the 20-minute work week, allows a lot of um, small and medium businesses to comfortably manage their search and social networks online in one platform together, so that's Google, Bing, and Facebook all together. Um, we're looking to expand into a lot of additional networks in the year 2018. So I believe one month from today, actually, we are launching our display product, which oh, nice. will allow people to manage, manage and optimize the intricacies of the Google Display Network within a 20-minute work week, as well as looking at including shopping and ultimately video down the line later in 2018. So just managing a lot of this paid search work is algorithmic, automatic, manual at times. Um, so what can we look at automating it so that if you're adding negative keywords, you add negative keywords to all of your campaigns at once rather than just in Google or just in your search campaigns? How can nice. we take those workflows and automate them across everything? Very nice. So, okay, I'm, I'm, I, what I should have said first is give us a, a elevator pitch about WordStream in general. Uh, I, the elevator pitch, I always like to make three minutes long. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, we, effectively, go ahead. Effectively, we make uh, online advertising easy for people who wear multiple hats. It's very difficult to, you yourself have 40 hours a week to do paid search. I have 40 hours a week to do paid search. But if I'm a small, medium business, I might only have an hour, 20 minutes, 10 minutes to look at my AdWords account or all of my accounts at once. What is it that I do in that little bit of time so that I can be the most productive and get the results I need out of paid search? And that's effectively what our software manages. Okay. Now, um, help me with the negative keyword part. Uh, can, can you describe without going into um, proprietary information? How does that work? So, um, very similarly, as, as a search professional, what you likely do when you go into your paid search accounts is you create your keywords and then later on you go through and you identify 
search terms that are frequently showing up and are irrelevant for your searches, right? And yes. so you likely dive into the AdWords interface, you sign into AdWords, you go in, you look at your search terms, you identify which ones are inappropriate or which ones are just underperforming for you. And you likely go through that, again, same process for Bing. Nice. Well, imagine rather than having to go searching for them, a lot of that is just algorithms, engrams, and looking at performance data. We have an algorithm that surfaces those frequently shown search terms, those frequently shown words within search terms um, that suggest them that they should be negative based off of the content of the word or based off of the, um, the performance that's associated with it. So is this whenever the word, um, let's say you're bidding on Red Sox tickets, let's say people keep searching for cheap Red Sox tickets. So this word cheap, it doesn't have great performance data whenever someone searches for it. Do you want to serve an ad here? Um, we recommend you add it as a negative. Or if it's performing real well, then we recommend adding it as a keyword itself. So rather than playing this game of having to manually review all of this stuff, we like to surface that as an alert. Interesting. So um, how, how does the system or is the advertiser able to provide as input um, the level of granularity that uh, uh, they want to see in the cost savings? In other words, um, the, the, the most uh, obvious negative keywords will save the, the highest amount of cost, but you can get crazy and go down to the level of search queries that have happened twice and spent a nickel. Um, so how, how does the system or how does the advertiser decide uh, when to stop? So effectively, our, our software is going to, like you said, it's going to surface the ones with the biggest opportunity first. Um, this is as much a workflow management tool as it is a paid search tool. So you can dive into any level of granularity, but before we dive into the before we let you go all the way down the rabbit hole, we make sure that your time's being best spent. So if you've only got 20 minutes a week to look at this, it's going to suggest every week, um, I believe, between 20 and 50 negative keywords for you to add. And your first time, it's going to suggest those, those big ones that are spending a whole lot of money. But as you add more and more, it's, of course, going to be looking more in those granular, those things that have shown up a little less frequently, but are still important to look at. If you've got time, we actually do have this. It's open. We don't gate anything, so this is all open source. So we have a separate tool called QueryStream that allows people to do the exact same process, but engrams the, the search query reports uh, nice. for them, for both Google and Bing. So rather than having to play this game go on forever on Google, and then start anew on Bing, as most people often forget to, um, while you're managing Google, it's giving you the same suggestions on the Bing side. Gotcha. So if we see the fact that cheap Red Sox tickets, well, if you're serving ads for it on, on Google, you're very likely serving ads for it on Bing as well. And if you want to add it as a negative keyword on Google, you very likely probably want to add it as a negative keyword on Bing too. Gotcha. Well, Mark, we have come to the end of the show, and I must say thank you for appearing. Uh, in, thank you for and, having me. 
and we're gonna we're gonna have this conversation again soon. I hope. Perfect. Me too. So, um, listeners, thanks for hanging with us, and come back next week for another episode of PBC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.